0: Welcome to the Speaking of Phenomenal podcast. I'm your host, Amy Boyle, internationally published photographer and entrepreneur. For the last two years, I've shined a light on weekly stories through the 52 Phenomenal Women Project, a social platform and community celebrating women for what makes them phenomenal right now. Spoiler alert, we don't raise our hands often enough to celebrate our unique qualities that make us all who we are. Yes, you guessed it, phenomenal. What I know for sure is sharing of our empowering stories must continue, and that is why I created the Speaking of Phenomenal podcast, sharing the mic weekly with phenomenal women all over the world while we embrace what right now makes each of us phenomenal and therefore uplifting each other when we need it the most. Thank you for joining our community. I'm so glad you're here. Speaking of phenomenal, you know who is? You are. Hey there, Bhavna. How are you? I'm so glad to have you on the Speaking of Phenomenal podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me and congratulations for uh, launching your own podcast and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I was
0: thinking back, we met April of 2019, um, because you were one of the original 52 of the 52 Phenomenal Women Project and was grateful enough to meet you through another fellow phenom, Bella Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And it's just pretty amazing what we can do when we just say, hey, do you know so-and-so? And And then all of a sudden your world opens up. So why don't you give our audience a little introduction into who the fabulous Mm -hmm. you is?
1: Um, uh, For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Babana, and I am a Chicago native. Um, I'm also um, a pharmacist by profession. Um, I'm also CEO and lead designer of my uh, women's wear brand called Bob. Um, And Bob is a women's uh, modern contemporary brand that incorporates South Asian heritage, uh, fabrics in a more modern, chic kind of way to create sort of these fusion pieces and uh, the collection comprises of um, tops and pants uh, and dresses that sort of can be worn within the collection or separately. Um, A lot of the pieces are very versatile. They can be dressed up or down, really just depending on your own personal style.
0: The, The last two collections are just gorgeous and I do like the fact that you can wear them as separates, but then when you put them together, holy cow, it's like a whole statement piece and it looks just fantastic. As creative myself, I think often where does your inspiration come from? And one might think pharmacist, fashion designer, that's got to be a whole story. How did you listen to your calling?
1: I uh, come from a um, heavily healthcare influenced uh, family. My father is a physician. And so growing up, I also had this love of art and design. But I looked up to my father, wanted to follow in his footsteps, uh, but also, again, had this love of uh, art and design. So as I was growing up, uh, coming from a sort of a South Asian household family, following a career path uh, that's stable and that uh, will be able to support you later in life was kind of emphasized. And it was kind of instilled in me that we know that you're very good at art and design, but to keep it as a hobby is something that you find uh, to enjoy Um, As a side thing. And uh, fast forward, I continued my journey on into um, healthcare. Um, But in college, I always tried to incorporate a little bit of my own love of art. I would take Indian art history classes or anything sort of related to art because I felt like a connection to it in some some way and I wanted to incorporate into my life. Um, so again, fast forward, I, uh, ended up in pharmacy school. I finished and I was about to start my career in pharmacy and I kind of had this weird feeling inside and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is it for me. Like, this is my new career. I'm going to start my life with this. And I think growing up, again, like in a South Asian household, that's really all I kind of knew. I knew that it was, it was emphasized that like you choose one path and you kind of follow it. And this was going to be like the rest of my life. Um, but I just had this weird feeling like I didn't know if this was something that I could continue with for the rest of my life. So. I started off my career and it really wasn't until a few years into my career that I just felt like I really needed to explore that creative outlet that I had always loved. And I enrolled myself in a fashion design program. Um, I was doing full-time in pharmacy and then in the evening I would go to my fashion design classes and it started off as a hobby. I just kind of wanted to explore it, see where it would kind of take me. I had no um, idea that it would that I would eventually, you know, do dual careers or that I would change careers. And um, as a few years went into the program, I enjoyed it so much. And I knew that I had a skill and I needed to just um, expand on those skills. And it was a few years into the program, I decided that I really wanted to pursue this. I had an opportunity and that's kind of where I started putting the pieces together for my business.
0: That's incredible. Try to explain to me what a conversation would be like with your parents. As you finally you get through the first part of school, you're ready to launch. I would say there's a major empowering story here. How did you convince yourself to kind of go, I can do both. I want to do both. And then we all say it takes a village. So who was your first supporter once you finally decided to switch and kind of add to it?
1: Um, surprisingly, I had a lot of support from my siblings, my brother and my sister. Um, And I think they understood that I had a talent and that I was really good at it. And so they were definitely uh, my cheerleaders with that. And, And surprisingly, my parents didn't push back. And I think they felt comfortable that I had always a career to fall back on if something, you know, didn't work out or if this was some phase that, you know, I was going through that I wanted to explore, <laughs> you know, they were like, okay, well, she um, can always still support herself. And and I think so that's why they felt a little bit more comfortable. Um And looking, you know, back in hindsight, I think it, it was maybe a blessing in disguise that I was able to obtain, a, you know, a graduate degree. And I was Um, established in my career and that I was able to fully put myself through fashion design program and then also use the capital that I had saved up to um, create my business. And so that was really satisfying for me as well, that I didn't have to rely on anybody to do that. It started off with my family. Um, my friends were so supportive and even at work, I would show them the things that I was creating and making through school. And I think they had that vision of me possibly going really far. And so that made it really comfortable and accepting that, um, I didn't have to hide anything from my workplace. And it was a very accepting environment that, um, I just had so much support and gave me the encouragement to continue on. That's fantastic. I I think a lot of people might say, well, one might be mutually
0: exclusive. You know, there would be so many reasons to either put something on hold um, versus trying to tackle both and realizing you can do both and do both well. So I think that's very inspirational. And I was looking on your website again and I just love in your about page, just talking just about the heritage portion alone, um, you want to speak to your mission statement, because I think it really speaks to me because of the whole 52 Phenomenal Women project and the empowering th- side. But, you know, tell me in your words where your why comes from.
1: My mission statement really comes from just my own personal um journey um and exploring um my heritage and experiencing that uh you know i am a first generation indian american my parents were immigrants from india and so i was born and raised here in the states and with that comes um some you know positives and some negatives and i had the um great uh opportunity of being exposed to indian culture and indian culture is so rich with the food and the traditions and um, as my inspiration, the fashion and the clothing. And um, and then also I, I was growing up in, you know, Western American, you know, society and culture. And um, with that also comes a lot of struggles, I think. And, um, and I felt like growing up that those two were very sort of separate and segregated. Um, I would wear my Indian clothing and that kind of stuff for only special sort of Indian events or if we had to go to the temple or that kind of thing. But day-to-day life, I was wearing American clothes just like everybody else. There was nothing that I felt that I saw or that I could experience that sort of combined the two. I think going back to the struggles of growing up, it's, it's hard growing up in this sort of multicultural society and expressing yourself. And I think I was sort of trying to find my own identity. And um, where do I fit in? If I do something, am I too Indian? If I if I act this way, am I too Americans? I think as you grow older and you become more mature, you become more comfortable in your own skin and you kind of find your own path. And so this is where this collection um, with Bob really represents uh, that whole journey. Um, This is a way for me to express myself fusing both of the wonderful cultures of um, Indian culture and also Western culture, because that is what makes me. Um, and so that's um, the mission statement, um, that we, we all come from somewhere and our heritage and uh, our traditions don't define us. And for people who do have um, this multi-cultural you know, and multi-identity um, being exposed to different cultures and heritage, I think we are so fortunate to be able to pick and choose those certain pieces that we want to uh, represent us. Um, And so that's kind of what the mission statement and also this collection represents.
0: I, I think one of the my favorite lines in, in that is like we see our heritage as a piece of us, not the sole thing that defines us. Mm-hmm. And that just makes me smile on the inside because I think so many more of us need to think about that on the daily. Just even even what we were yesterday isn't who we are tomorrow or who we're going to be in five minutes. Absolutely. Um, it's such a great thing to reinforce and you're doing that so nicely through the collection and just being our authentic you tell me a little bit more about the process now we get into you get an idea for a collection do you start with fabric do you start with designs do you start with season how does it start (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I think for all designers, it <clears throat> it's a different process. Um, for me personally, I keep a collection of things that sort of capture my eye, whether it be a design detail or a color or anything that sort of inspires me, but also taking into incorporation the different trends that are coming into, into play. Um, and then also trying to incorporate maybe some ideas that I've seen with Indian styles or um, it might be a color, it might be a print or something that represents that Indian um, uh, culture because we want to carry that through uh, with our designs as well. So there's a lot of components that I take into consideration. um, And I think it's also like sort of environmental and um, what we're going through is um, a really great example. Um, And so I have to figure out like now that we're in this uh, COVID environment, um, the purchasing or wearing habits of customers and consumers has changed dramatically. And uh, a few months ago, when I had first started, there were, you know, some pieces that might've been more suitable for a work environment. Um, but then now going into it, I have to kind of figure out how can I still make this <clears throat> very functional and versatile that it could possibly be uh, worn, um, in a more casual environment, because that's what we're experiencing right now, and trying to forecast as to how long this might, um, you know, occur. It's not even from a design perspective, but also this environmental perspective too, of you know what's going on, um, current events, and and how things are playing out, and things like that. That's how I sit down and then figure out what designs I want to do, and then see how I can incorporate. Um, certain types of fabrics and will this be suitable for those certain type of environments.
0: I I would think that that, the whole idea, so many people have leisure and all these other things like, you know, oh, you only need to see me from the top up on Zoom, that kind of thing has completely changed how we dress, but at the same time, you dress for the job you want, whether you're on Zoom or whether you're in person, right? So, and also how you feel for yourself.
1: Absolutely. And all, all these other things that come into play. One other thing that I wanted to mention too, is that um, since these are fusions pieces um, and incorporating a little bit of South Asian heritage, I wanted to create pieces that were approachable for all women here. And I didn't want um, women who are maybe non-South Asian to feel that they were wearing something thing to ethnics. I definitely take that into consideration. That still feels like a Western, modern, chic kind of piece um, that uh, all women can wear.
0: And in the latest collection, the dress with the with the sleeves and the gold on the black bodice, it's mm-hmm. just stunning. I wish I had a New Year's Eve party to go to this year. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have my 25th wedding anniversary. I'm like, that's the dress I would like to wearing. <laughs> it's
1: so gorgeous. I know. And and those were going to be the perfect pieces for our holiday collection. So we're still, you know, trying to promote it for small holiday gatherings and ones that are, you know, safely, uh, you know, distance. Uh, things definitely uh, changed a little bit. Obviously, when we, you know, created those pieces. Pieces, but I feel like um, there's still room for that to incorporate in sort of more intimate events. This year, um, uh, the primary fabrics that we were working with is uh, ECAT cotton. It's um, sourced from India. Um, this an ECAT is actually an uh, ancient dyeing technique. What they do is um, they actually dye the fibers before they weave um, the pattern. Um, and so it's a very time-meticulous um, process, but when you see the results, you see these beautiful patterns. Patterns. It's a very ancient uh, technique that's uh, prominent not only in India but other South Asian nations. Um, so that was one of our primary um, fabrics that we used. Um, another one that we used was um, the silk blend that you're speaking of, um, the black color with the um, gold foil print. And the kind of unique thing about that one is is that um, I was able to create that print that you see, and then it was screen printed onto. Um, The the silk fabric. So um, it gives a little bit of customization to it. Those two primary fabrics were uh, sourced um, from India. And then the other fabrics um, that we have incorporated into our collection is um, a linen, which is again, very, it's a very natural fiber, very breathable. and um, then we used um, another stretch polyester fabric that's just very easy and comfortable to wear. So we have a mix of where we source the fabrics, but we're trying to um, incorporate more of the uh, South Asian um, heritage textiles. Um, and again, they compromise of many silks and um, natural fibers and uh, those types of textiles. And um, so that's what we're working with right now.
0: Oh, they're just beautiful. And I I love the, the depth, like in the navy um there's like what the navy pants and then the all the, the deep blacks are just I mean, in gray, I'm in gray today, but typically I'm almost always in black. <laughs> so it always appeals to me. I'm like, it always, you know, you always look dressed up when you're wearing black. So yeah, out.
1: absolutely. And I personally love black and we, we hope to incorporate a little bit more color next season too. Um, I think it's always safe to kind of start with those neutral colors and see how people gravitate. And I think that navy um, pattern that you speak of, um, it was actually one of our, most, um, you know, favorite types of textiles, I think, because it still had that dark hue to it, but it had that beautiful pop of pink, which just gave it a little bit of uh, something different.
0: And then going back to what you wore for our photo shoot together, your floral dress I mean, holy cow, that was just, it was so lovely and flattering. And I'm also impressed by the fact that your designs are so um, able to be worn by any body type and super flattering. How do you pull that off so well? Because you do an amazing <laughs> job at that.
1: Thank you so much. Well, that's one thing I definitely take into consideration. Also, going back to that design process that you were um, asking about is uh, versatility and body types. And I'm I'm average size myself, and so I think I've taken and um, note of that because it's it's all about inclusion for everyone to be able to wear that um, piece of yours. The more people that you can get your piece on, that just brings more joy and more you know satisfaction for me that. Um, You know, these are designs uh, that are flattering for a lot of body types, and I definitely take that into consideration um, because I want someone to wear the piece and feel, um, you know, not only beautiful in it, but also comfortable and not feel self-conscious about it. So that's definitely a point that I that I take when I'm designing.
0: I will definitely, in the show notes, we'll make sure that right now on the blog side of it, I'll put, pull the different pieces that I'm speaking to so we can put the photos in there so people can see it in addition to the links to your website, because the cuts alone, in addition to the design and the fabrics, um, are so unique and so gorgeous and more people need to see them. So we'll make yeah, thank sure you. of that. <laughs> of course. As far as designers in general, do you have someone that you've always looked up to or anybody in that arena?
1: <clears throat> um, I really like the style of um, Kate Spade. I think it's really fun and flirty, and uh, I like that her style um, pops of color. Um you know, and things that sometimes we think might be too, quote-unquote, maybe girly, um, she she uses them in a way that are still very sort of classy and makes you sort of feel very ladylike, I think uh, is a good word. Um, and then there's a few sort of Indian designers. Um, one is uh, Sabya Sachi, um, and his style is very regal and royal. And um, I think if you see his pieces it's almost like something that you see in a museum that you feel like you can't even touch it's just absolutely gorgeous I, I I really like the uh, sort of refined and finished look, and I think that's what Salviasachi brings um, to the table. And then also that sort of fun, feminine um, feel of uh, Kate Spade.
0: And I can see
1: the combination between
0: the two—the the very <laughs> regal, but also the, I love the fun and flirty. It goes back mm-hmm. to that original dress with the flowers yeah, and everything that else. Definitely was. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's totally fun. With the podcast in general, I always like to talk about. What is the phenomenal thing right now? Again, kind of going to today, because that's what we have at the moment, trying to live in the now. So what in amongst everything that's going on in the world for you, that's like, if you look in the mirror today, what is phenomenal about not today?
1: (laughs) Um, I think phenomenal, um, or what I would say would be phenomenal about me is just uh, getting through this year of uh, 2020 20, just like everybody else. Um, It has brought a lot of um, sometimes uncertainty, um, sometimes fear, but I think in the same uh, scope, just really... Uh, being inspired by uh, people who are doing good and doing good in the world and doing good for others, being in the healthcare field and seeing that side of it has definitely opened up my eyes. Um, I've seen a lot of tragedy, but I've also seen um, you know miracles um, and people sort of getting through it. I, I'm just blessed that I can do my part in COVID in terms of healthcare and helping people um, in the pharmacy capacity of it. Um, so I'm really hopeful that, you know, we can get through this. Um, and also um, being really inspired by the the goodness in people and helping out each other. It has been such a tough year, especially for small businesses here in Chicago, as you know, and some of our restaurants or establishments that we've loved so much, we're seeing them get out of business and it's really sad. But I think... Um, there's good things on the horizon. And I think we just have to be hopeful for it. And I just continue um, to pray for all of us and, and for myself and my family that we get through this and we stay happy and healthy. And um, so I think we just need to be there for each other. And I, and I try to do my part as much as I can, whether it be checking in with friends or setting up a Zoom call or whatever it is. And I think we can't lose that gift of connection and reaching out to each other um, in these difficult times
0: oh without a doubt it's so good I think we could just feel so isolated and it, all it takes is a quick click and you can see someone's face and as much as it, ate, it might ache inside for not being to be physically together mm-hmm. but at least you can you can be there and you can whether it's a game or you're putting your computer up while you're cooking a meal or drinking a glass of wine, there's ways to be together. And absolutely, like you said, we'll get, we'll get through it. And I'm grateful that you are also in the pharmacy world because I'm <laughs> sure everyone is like so excited about the immunizations on the horizon. And I think you'll be one very, very busy lady. Very, very shortly. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll have to revisit. How do we, how does one find balance when <laughs> everyone's knocking <laughs> at your door? Right. <laughs> But that's awesome. Um, gosh, the time has gone so quickly. We've had so much fun having this conversation. How can the audience find more about you, the collection, and how to stay in touch?
1: Yes, absolutely. So our um, first place we you know love for um, everyone to check out is our um, website. It's s h o p Bob, B-H-A-V.com. And on there, you'll find our uh, full collection. Um, I also wanted to note we have a wonderful blog series called The Culture Connection. And there we highlight um, women of all different um, ethnic backgrounds. And they've been so kind to share their stories and their journeys um, about how heritage has played a role in their life. And um, it's just been so phenomenal to um, connect with these wonderful women and we're adding more stories every few weeks. And I think that has really represented our brand uh, very well because, again, it it ties back into the pieces that these women have taken from their own heritage and how they've incorporated it into their life. Um, outside of our website, you can always find us on uh, social media channels, um, Instagram at shopbov and then also on Facebook um, under BHAV, B-H-A-V. We'd love to connect if you wanna drop us a message. Uh, we always love to connect. And if you feel like you'd like to share your story, Via Culture Connections, um, please reach out. We'd love to have you. We'll be releasing our um, next collection, hopefully in early spring of next year.
0: I'm so happy for you that you're able to follow your dreams and see them into fruition because they're just stunning and all the things that you're doing to build community and amongst the fashion world, but also the heritage side of everything, um, continuing the dialogue and doing all the wonderful things for women's empowerment. I'm, I applaud you for that. And thank you. It's one of the things that drew us together for sure. Thanks again. And I believe there was a discount code too, right? Did you, did you want to mention that for?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So I'd love to share with all of you um, a discount code um, for 25% off your BOV purchase. It's Amy A M Y. Uh, 25.
0: Yes, that will make sure that's in the show notes. You know, we're right ahead of the holidays. And <laughs> I think one of my favorite things this time of year is something for someone else and some maybe something for yourself. <laughs> we have gift cards
1: available too. So if you want to give somebody a gift, that's a wonderful idea as well.
0: Excellent. Well, great to chat with you. I look forward to seeing the next collection and continuing our conversation.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe now as well as follow along at Speaking of Phenomenal on Instagram and 52phenomenalwomen.com. That's the number 52phenomenalwomen.com. See you soon.